friends, our guest today was here with me about a year ago discussing his job as the first on the scene after a person is deceased. This time around, we discussed how he is now an author with a book titled The Gold of Torah, The Silver of Messiah, The Copper of Judgment, 50-plus arguments supporting messianic apologetics, which can be found on Amazon for purchase now. The majority of this discussion centers around Christianity, faith, and all those things that can't be proven. Here is my friend, Tim Beaker. So last time I saw you was about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And when you were in here, you talked about your uh, career, which was being the first on the scene after people had passed away. And I assumed you were still doing that. Mm. And as you mentioned just a minute ago, you're not. You uh, you you left that behind. You, you want to talk about why or yeah? Oh, never really get too far from it. Uh, um, being the first on the scene, there's uh, there's always the first responders, and then uh, and and a lot of them can't deal with what we do, which is you know picking up the body and carting it away and stuff. So, uh, but uh, and with. Um, uh, uh, old people's homes, uh, nursing care facilities, things like that. Naturally, there are other folks there uh, who uh, have to go through the process of watching the people die. Uh, like I said, I don't know if I said it. Uh, you never really get too far from it because I'm still hearing stories from the guys. Uh, a kid up here in Portland, uh, his father got uh, hit on the highway and run over a couple of times, and he was there, and he had to pull his father off to the side of the road. Uh, so it's like he, he, the guy that you worked with on the crew had to go retrieve his father. And yeah, it, but uh, yeah, and the son was the guy who pulled his father off the road, oh and then God. they had to deal with. So uh, they they're always uh, telling stories, and uh, a lot of times they'll tell uh, my wife, and then uh, she'll you know bring a story home. So did he did he know when he pulled up? Did he like see his dad's vehicle and realize that? Oh yeah, I, I don't know how it occurred. Uh, I know it was on the highway, and those are the worst, the absolute worst. They get hit and if they get run over, it oh, just God. totally deforms them. But this kid had to get his father out of the way of traffic. Uh, and so, you know, that's how that came about. And mm. There are always stories like that. And so often I'll see stuff on TV, local TV, or I'll read something in the newspaper, you know, online or whatever else. And I'm thinking, did my guys, you know, did they go out there to this? So, uh, and, and every time I drive by the place, I always look to see, you know, if the van there if the garage doors open because that means you know they're working uh so that's um uh, that's pretty much the extent of my uh uh dealing with it now um uh, i but left, what what happened why why did you walk away yeah a couple of things uh they sold the privately held company to this big conglomeration and they just came in and i really did not like it and the majority of the people who work there didn't we had like 12 drivers and uh it got down to two two drivers covering the entire state of Oregon. And uh, one, uh, uh, my uh, friend there who uh, they took from Salem up and put him up in Portland, uh, he was working 120 hour weeks. Hmm. And uh, so, and, and, but that's one reason I, I just didn't want to be around that sort of a management uh, because uh, I'll have a mouth. And if I'm not allowed to say anything, then I really start directing everything inward. So that's not the best for me. And uh, another thing, the, the bigger reason is um, my back. Oh man, my back. Uh, it was just, it got so bad. Uh, and uh, carting, 
I don't know what it is where people who weigh 400 pounds live on the third or fourth floor. And mm -hmm. I guess they just don't think about dying. And then somebody like us or, or you know, the guys, the, the guys and the girls, uh, you know, we had to go in and get them. And it, and it was really, really very destructive to the back. And uh, even now, if I turn one particular way, it twitches and it, it will set me down for the day. Uh, so that's that's the biggest reason I left. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, the, the, the other thing with the management, that was it. And because uh, yeah, I've, I've got a degree in education and we need to have a, a training program there. And they just never, ever listen. And, and it's it's reflecting in they're not able to keep people there because there's really, oh, well, we just have to go out and pick this person up. And, you know, that's the extent of the job. No, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. But they didn't want to hear it. So, uh, like I said, it kind of, you know, I've got the ability to help, you know, and uh, with education comes retention, with retention saves you money and blah, 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 blah. But no, they didn't want to hear it. So I'll just go use my things, my abilities elsewhere. And hence the book came up. So yeah. So you, you walked away from that and you decided to start writing or you had already been working on something? Uh, I, uh, since about 2005, it's, uh, I guess, uh, a gradual coming to, uh, to do this very thing. It was just to write this one book. I, I deal in apologetics. It's a, apologetics comes from the Greek word apologia. It means defense. And, uh, since 2005, so many of the things that we perceive in Christianity, unfortunately, are wrong. Uh, and they don't want to hear about it, <laughs> but that didn't stop me because I'm an idiot. So uh, I, since 2005, I've been thinking about it, and uh, since I didn't have anything uh, after this job, uh, I said, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write it, and it's about 309 pages, um, about yay thick, uh, and it uh, deals with uh, 50 different arguments, you know, and all of these things. I stopped using my 50 hands. different arguments of what? Uh, for... Uh, <sighs> And the blunt answer to that is why Christians are wrong <laughs> in so many things they do and say. But uh, on the book, it's uh, it says 50 plus arguments for messianic apologetics. And that talks about, you know, this is what Christianity says, but this is what the Bible says. You know, and there are particular ways to check things out uh, in the Bible that Christianity does not do. And it's it's problematic. And uh, I, people just can't, they can't stand under those questions because they get really, really angry. But that's what it says in Revelation. It says the dragon was wroth with the woman uh, and uh, meaning the true believers uh, who held to the, te to the Torah and the testimony. Uh, and that's what happens a lot. Whenever I go to these churches, I'll talk with people and uh, they eventually get really, really angry. Some of the nicest, sweetest, older people mm -hmm. are the most surprising. Uh, but it's like, hey, you know, that's on them. And uh, So do you consider yourself an expert on the Bible? Uh, no, I consider myself more well read than the vast majority of Christians. Okay. And, uh, that is, um, 
that's where I would place myself because I have not had the proper schooling and any of this other stuff and, and I won't ever get it at, at seminaries because I won't agree with so much of what they say. But I have been told that I'm intelligent and I have been told, you know, I'm capable and what I have to say is good and all these other things. Uh, so I gradually come into understanding. And uh, my defense, the apologetics part is if, I, uh, if I'm questioned, I can give answers back. But the problem with that is so many of the Christians will ask a question. They're really snarky about it. And they don't want to hear an answer. Mm -hmm. They just ask it thinking there's no good answer. And then they just run away from it. Okay. So what's the most misunderstood portion of the Bible? Torah. Uh, Torah? Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Tanakh is uh, the, the Jewish uh, uh, version of the Bible. The Tanakh includes the entire Old Testament. And then there's the Torah, which are the first five books. And uh, Christianity says that that's been done away with. Uh, but that is problematic because so much of what the New Testament has to say. Is that me? Yeah. It's <laughs> all right. No, let me turn this off. Apologize. That's all right. Um, but I, I don't understand what you mean because the Christianity doesn't do away with the first five books. They're still part of the Old Testament, right? Genesis. They do. But, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Yeah. Judges. They uh, no. Uh, uh, Genesis, Genesis, Exodus, uh, Numbers, uh, Leviticus, and uh, Deuteronomy. Yeah. Um, probably not in that order. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, what uh, what they do is as long as that supports their doctrine, they cherry pick uh, out of the Bible to say, oh, you know, this thing from Torah, oh, that's really good. Uh, so we'll use that, but we're not going to use this other stuff. Well, yeah, like the uh, on the first day, God did this. On the second day, God did that. That's in Genesis, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, and the story of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading about that recently uh, with genetics and everything. So it, um, they're finding that the story of Adam and Eve, uh, can be congruent with, um, evolution. So, uh, that is, uh, that's something of interest. Yeah. But, uh, in uh, the first couple of chapters, you know, there's the creation uh, meaning a day. Uh, so many of these young earth people say, oh, it was 24 hours. Well, how can you count 24 hours if the sun and moon weren't there, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, the, the word day yam means, uh, uh it can mean an eon or a, uh, or an age, or an age tw yeah. 2,160 years. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, yeah. Back in the day, what day, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, and, and they don't want to hear that stuff, but, uh, there, there are so many contradictions of what Christianity has to say as opposed to what's in Torah. Uh, and, and this is one of the things where, uh, so many people say that, oh, the God of the new Testament is a God, a God of love. And the God of the old Testament is a God of hate and war and all this other stuff. And that's improper because the God, the God of the old Testament talks about loving your enemy and taking care of your enemy and so many other things. And Jesus, Yehoshua, uh, he talks more about condemnation and people burning in hell than, you know, the entire Old Testament. So uh, there's there's a lot of misunderstandings. And if I get started on things like Christmas and Easter and Shabbat, uh, the Saturday and so many of these other things, uh, the Roman Catholic Church has changed those things. And that's what the Antichrist does. He changes time and law. That's talked about in Daniel. And that's exactly what the Roman Catholic Church has done. And all these other Christian denominations, whether they're non-denominational or not, they follow the lead of the Roman Catholic Church or they're trying to make it look like they don't. And all of it comes out 
in in understanding, having a deeper understanding of what's uh, given in Torah. So, okay, so where what is your position on religion and belief? Do you believe in God? Oh yeah, yeah, have to. Uh, just um, one of the reasons is uh, Israel. Um, no nation in human history has been scattered to the four corners of the earth. None. Uh, if they're scattered, they basically cease to exist. But uh, Israel has come back to the land that they were given and the land that they were promised after 2,000 years. That is absolutely unheard of. How does that come about? Uh, you know, and uh, I have several answers there, but uh, that's one of the um, uh, one of the witnesses, I guess I would say, that uh, tends to give support to my belief. Now, belief is intellectual assent, but also belief is behavioral. You know, we have the intellectual assent that says, yes, there is a God, but we have the behavioral that says, you know, if you act this way, you know, you're not acting in a godly fashion. And that's where I lose out because, you know, just when this went off, I cussed. Well, cussing isn't a sin, but it shows uh, uh, not a very good uh, behavior. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll just take that as, a, as, uh, as one of the things for me. But that's the thing about religion is that you can't prove it. It's all based on faith. So yeah. you're saying your faith is based on the fact that Israel still exists. Uh, one of the uh, beliefs, one of the facts uh, that- uh, You believe or, that, one, that God has saved Israel. One of the evidences, yeah. And uh, and it's talked about in uh, throughout the Tanakh. Again, that's the all of the Old Testament. And it's also talked about in the New Testament. Okay. And those things, uh, look at the times that we're living in today. Those things have been forecast as well. Uh, the epidemics, the pandemics, uh, the people starving, and mm -hmm. we ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, the, the wars, rumors of wars, and so many other things. Uh, so uh, there's all of that, you know, the prophecies. Uh, that's, yeah, but, I mean, there have been pandemics and war since Jesus. Uh, since, since before him. Yeah, yeah, since the beginning of time. That's just yeah. kind of... Yeah, and we it's have kind of the nature of where we live, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but there's also certain things in uh, the uh, Old Testament uh, that uh, talk about Russia and China, and in Revelation it speaks specifically about China. Not, they use the words Russia and China. No, uh, not directly, but uh, they uh, in. Um, I think it's Revelation. Uh, they talk about a 200 million man army coming from the east. Uh -huh. you know, guess how many people China has in its army? 200 yeah. million people. Okay. So uh, there, there, there's stuff like that. And then it talks about Russia coming down from the north, Gog. Um, or Magog, I can't remember which. Um, I would have to study on it. But uh, those two things converge on Israel. And the United States is nowhere in any of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we look at the way things are being run today, it's uh, I, could, I think I can see why we're not, we're not involved in any of that. So, uh, but there's, there are evidences that uh, can be offered. No hard proof because we can't prove scientifically that something exists that really doesn't exist. Uh, in John 4, 24, it says, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. A, a spirit is not physical. Mm -hmm. It's not. So there's no real way to prove that he exists or he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, uh, it's just the the pronoun that I put on it because there's a lot of feminine aspects mm -hmm. uh, to God as well. Uh, so uh, there are only evidences that can be offered and no absolutely hard proof unless we look at Yehoshua, Jesus, uh, with his death, burial, and resurrection. So many you people. You think Jesus was a real person? 
I believe so. Yeah. Yes, uh, and uh, that is um, there. There's a lot of reasons why. Well, he's not in so many of the historical documents. Well, if we look at look back into times of like. Um, uh, Egypt, whenever they wanted somebody out of the record, they, they went and they scratched them out of all the walls and pillars and everything. And they tried to get rid of the, the name of the individual as much as they could. Okay. So uh, Jesus was uh, uh, a, a scoundrel. Jesus was a, uh, a criminal. Uh, he wasn't accepted as the Messiah. But if we look at the what's written, people were divided. And uh, so uh, the powers that be uh, had to say so in what it was that would be carried forward into the future, but they could not stop this small group of people. Um, and, and it's just blossomed. But at the same time, uh, there, there's something really interesting because there are Jews and there are Christians that are represented in the Bible. And then there's this little small group of people who are caught in between. And Rav Shaul, the apostle Paul was one of these people. In Acts 26, 9, uh, King Agrippa said, hey, you think you're going to make me a Christian in such a short time? And Rav Shaul said something very interesting. He says, I wish that you were like me, except without these change, uh, chains. He didn't say yes or no. Uh, he said, I want you to be like me, except, you know, without these shackles. So he's talking about a proper observance of what Torah has given it and is fulfilled in Yehoshua uh, or Jesus. So uh, there's so many different things to look at. And like my brother, uh, he'll take one thing and just run with it and he'll discount anything at all. Well, isn't that the issue with the Bible is that it can be misinterpreted? Absolutely. Everybody has a different idea of what different yeah. things mean. Yeah. And and I mean, like you just said that when they were talking about a day, mm -hmm. I mean, that could have meant an age. Yeah. Some people take that as 24 hours. Some people take that as 2,160 years. Yeah. So isn't that the issue with the, with the book that was written 2,000 to 6,000 years ago? That mm -hmm. Absolutely. Through, I mean, how many times was it translated? 30 times? Uh, probably more than that. We've got yeah. all the languages, uh, over several hundred, yeah, so and then we've got the different types through the, the past. That's what bothers me is how do you, how do you take any of it at face value? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's garbled. Yeah. After so many years. There's there's text there's something called textual criticism and that is we we trace the the texts as they've come down to us through history. And then there's higher criticism which has been proven to be guff. Uh <laughs> Uh, they uh, uh, there are particular ways of checking the text, and it gets all the way down to the type of paper or the type of material that it was written on, mm -hmm. and, and it gets down even to the ink. You know, so we can we can gauge uh, you know when these things were written, and then we also have a plethora. There are over twenty four thousand extant manuscripts of the Bible of all the different books of the Bible, and uh, they generally agree with each other. I think it's up to ninety eight percent accurate uh, in the uh, in in the translation of those extant manuscripts, which are very, very old, a um, couple of thousand years old. Uh, so we can take those. Uh, here's an example. In the Dead Sea Scrolls found in 1947, the oldest extant manuscript we had prior to that was in 900 AD uh, of, uh, the, of the Torah. And uh, when they found these, the Dead Sea Scrolls, they looked at them and they were in like almost perfect agreement with the oldest extant manuscript we had of the Old Testament. And, and there's a thousand year gap in there. Uh, and yet all of this stuff agreed so, so closely. I think it's 90, 
Well, no, this is 98.6%. I forget what the New Testament is. but So there are those things that we can see that we can look at, but we have to be of a desire to look at them uh, in order to see, you know, is it possible? Is it reasonable uh, to uh, accept it as truth? And that's, you know, how many different truths are there? There's scientific truth, there's religious truth, there's all these other truths. So. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't it possible that somebody just made up a really good story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Joseph Smith Jr. took it a step further. Yeah. Uh, of the but, Mormon church? Huh? Of the Mormon church. Of the Mormon church, yeah. yeah. But uh, there are ways of checking to see. Uh, there are uh, methods of checking in, this, in the uh, uh, manuscripts as well as outside of the manuscripts. So uh, we can check the, the proof, the evidence that Jesus existed. Uh, I don't think there's anyone can figure it out you know, probability-wise whether he did or didn't. Uh, but uh, the way it started uh, was very small, very minuscule. And uh, the people would not have really taken any great notice of it, except for through these spectacular things that we begin to see through his disciples. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and even then they were purged. And uh, so, and this is where the division occurs. This is where Christianity was born at this time, uh, because they were purging the Jews, <laughs> uh, and uh, they were getting rid of them. And uh, the early church fathers were against those people who are similar to me in that they follow Torah and uh, they they go through uh, and recognize what we have in that, which is guidance. Torah means instruction. That's all it means. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have this instruction for a living. And yet, uh, here's an example with Jesus, Yehoshua. Uh, and there are, there's something called the Torah and the testimony. Okay. Uh, the testimony are basically stories about uh, God's word. Okay. Uh, there are, there's also something called the Moedim, which means appointed times. There are seven Moedim. And the first four, and this is something that indicates that the Messiah, this is who the Messiah is. Uh, so the first four of the Moedim of the appointed times were fulfilled, uh, ending up with uh, his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, in that, four of these uh, Moedim were fulfilled. Uh, and we see that. Uh, and again, people, they could have made up stories, really good stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and like in John chapter 8, it talk, in, in John chapter 8, the majority of that text isn't in the oldest extant manuscript. So where did it come from and why did they put it in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so you have to take that with a grain of salt. But uh, now with uh, the way things are environmentally and ecologically, uh, uh, same thing, um, and politically and all these other things, we're seeing it set up for him to come back and fulfill the last three. And that is something else that those who study uh, are able to see. And but Christianity, because they went with the Roman Catholic stuff, uh, 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 things like Christmas and Easter, they perverted so much of it. And this is one of the reasons I enjoy talking with Wiccans so much is because they'll say, you know, Christians, they've adopted so many of our things. And they're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. They they have. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's, you know, there's just a myriad of things to be able to talk about. And it, it takes a, a willingness to study and, and to study deeply and then to come to one's own conclusion. And so what religion do you ascribe to then? Uh, I am a horrible <laughs> Torah observant messianic believer. 
T-O-M-B, tomb. Okay. Um, and like I said, there's the Jews who don't accept the people, <laughs> the Torah observant people. And then there are the Christians who don't accept the Torah observant people. Uh, and it all hinges on the person of Yehoshua or Jesus. Um, so that's something. And we kind of pride ourselves on that because in argumentation, we can talk with both sides and say, hey, you know, look, you need to think of this. And they never can. Mm -hmm. and they And more often not, they never will. So there's there's all of these things, but it it gets into a really gray area with beliefs and faith and so many other things. Well, what what's the end game for any religion? To do the thing that you've been promised that you're going to do, right? Um, Whether that's go to heaven or live with Jesus or live with God or like whatever, like yeah. that's the end game for every religion, right? I I think the end game. I was just listening to this on uh, <laughs> on uh, my on my phone coming up here, uh, existentialism. Um, it's it's really to treat people properly. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the end game. Uh, in Judaism, there is no real uh, talk about the afterlife. It's mm -hmm. only about the here and now. Okay, so, so why why do so many people have trouble focusing on now then? Uh, because so many lies have been spread because of so many emotional uh, arguments and uh, so so many distractions. Uh, people just don't want to hear uh, and. Uh, if they're questioned on it, um, uh, Don Marquis, an American writer, once said, uh, if you make people think they're thinking, they will love you. Mm -hmm. But if you actually make them think, they will hate you. And I've come, he might have just been, you know, talking about satire or some sarcasm or something, but I found out that that's true, you know, because if, if I can, if I can go around in a way and cause them to think that they came up with the answer, it's like, wow, yeah. But if I tell them confrontationally, and that's unfortunately the way it turns out so often, uh, I'll ask questions. I don't ever tell them, but, uh, if I continue to ask them questions, uh, they really, really begin to get angry. And like I said earlier, you know, even the sweetest, kindest little old ladies get really miffed, uh, by the questions uh, that are asked. And, and it's funny because they say, this guy's from Satan. Well, <laughs> the only thing that Satan means is adversary. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that Satan means. It's not a name. It's not a position. It just means adversary. If you go over to Israel today and the prosecuting attorney, his title is Hasetan, <laughs> the adversary. Mm -hmm. So whenever they say that I am from Hasetan or the adversary, I have to agree with them because I am uh, uh, opposed to what it is they're saying and what it is that they're doing. So why are you arguing with people, though, about religion? It, because it's important, uh, how are we going to influence the future uh, with the, the thought of living uh, eternally? Uh, what does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, I don't know, uh, but uh, I want to be able to do my best now for who I can. Uh, and um, argumentation simply means the, the sharing of ideas and concepts and sure. principles and stuff. Too often it turns out toward fighting. Yeah. And that's not good. It, no. It's simply not good at all. Um, because rarely is anything accomplished. But unfortunately, the majority of the time, that's how these things wind up. Uh, and that's why I'll go around this, you know, the book that I've got, uh, I've written it and people can draw their own conclusions without having me there shoving it down their throat or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, I, it's like, that's my contribution. And if I can bring them to the truth of what I see and understand, and, and I do it by asking questions and well, this is said here, but if I question it, you know, this way and this way and this way, I find other answers that contradict what it is that you're teaching over here. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, um, uh, I, if I say, you know, I want to try to find truth, people will say, 
yeah, you're full of it, man, because no one's going to find truth. There is no truth and, you know, whatever else. Uh, but uh, there are certain things, uh, like uh, I said, the um, uh, the Aliyah, uh, the bringing back of Israel uh, and uh, so many other things. Well, those things are truthful. They're honest. And it won't be until after, you know, the, the stuff hits the fan that we're going to see that, yeah, what was written here has taken place over here. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to warn people about is, if, you know, we have this knowledge and information here. We need to prepare for this over here. So what, what are you, through your studies and, and what you've learned and who you've discussed with, what have you uncovered that you want to share with people that we don't see yet? What do we need to do? How do we, what do we change? Um, I don't think that change will come about quickly enough, but if you is, could snap your fingers over right now and everything would be perfect, what would you do? Have them follow Torah. Uh, Jesus followed Torah. Jesus didn't do away with Torah. He said, you look, I haven't come to abolish. I've come to fulfill or bring to completion. Mm -hmm. And he did it with the first four of the Modim. There are still three left to do. So, so what, what happens in those first five books that no one's doing right now? Uh, properly observing what, is, what has been written. Huh. The, the Jews, by and large, have the best grasp, the best understanding of those things. Huh. But what the Torah does, it points right to Yehoshua, right to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And one of their greatest uh, 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 rabbis, before he died, he was like 104 years old, he, he wrote down, he goes, here's the name of the Messiah, and I don't want you to open this until a year after I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And um, so they waited, the year passed, and then when they opened it, it was an acrostic, uh, I believe, uh, that spelled out Yehoshua. Yehoshua is Jesus. Yehoshua means God is deliverer. Um, Jesus doesn't mean anything. Uh, but anyway, they saw that and they said he was crazy. He had dementia. No, it was a forgery. You know, so all of these things. Mm -hmm. But he came to recognize uh, the words that pointed right directly to Yehoshua. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, look, this is the guy. And so there is that understanding. Now, this thing, Jews for Jesus. No, what Jews for Jesus is doing is trying to make Jews Christians, and that's not good. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the, uh, the Jewish people have the greatest handle on this. And there's a great number of people over in Israel who are coming to understand the part that Yehoshua, Jesus, plays in all of this. So. Okay, but I'm looking for more like, specific instances what are what are christians or regular people doing wrong how would they live the jewish lifestyle better what would they abolish christmas abolish easter like yeah. give me specific examples yeah uh there's not really any jewish way of living uh the torah came from the creator so it's the creator's way of living the jewish have put so many traditions on things so there's there's a lot of problems there but uh the the absolute best thing that i could say for people to start doing immediately like as in yesterday is to study is to study torah and to come to an understanding of how powerful it is, uh, especially when it talks about Jesus or Yehoshua, uh, there's an incredible amount of information in there. And there's the, in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, uh, Ezekiel, uh, Yeshiahu, uh, Isaiah, and uh, Daniel, mm -hmm. uh, they, they talk a lot about the times that we're living in right now. And so often down through the ages, oh, we're living in these times, whoever we're living in these times. Well, in Daniel, it says people will go to and fro often, quickly. 
uh, and the knowledge and incre uh, the increase in knowledge will be incredible. That's what we have today with world travel, and that's what we have with the internet. For sure. So we have these little bits and pieces that we can put together, and we can see a, a, a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's not a whole lot of time left, from what I can see. Um, but so, so you think people should study more and learn more? But then, what do you do from there? That you just try to live a more peaceful life, treat people better, mm -hmm. praise Jesus. Um, does that mean less possessions, less, like what do you do yeah. each day? Uh, as people read, uh, they will gradually come into a new life, a new way of being. Okay. And uh, there will be people who are alcoholics. And <laughs> this one guy, uh, we were on the bus in Tucson. He was a homeless guy and he had a bag. Uh, and in that bag, I think he had some beer or whatever. And, and I had a Bible. I don't know why I had a Bible, but I did. And uh, he says, what you got there? And I said, I've got a Bible. And he goes, oh, and he took the, the bottle and he says, uh, I got something to drink here. And it's like, no, 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 dude, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, uh, because, and then I turned to Proverbs 31 and it says, give beer to those who are in anguish, uh, give strong drink to those who are, uh, you know, in a very bad way mm -hmm. so that they remember their troubles no more. Mm -hmm. This goes directly opposite of what so many Christians say. Oh, drinking is wrong. It's horrible. Nah, it's not. Uh, uh, I wanted a beer before we started this uh, <laughs> because I really like the beer yeah. and, and it, it, it takes off an edge from me and it does a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Being constantly drunk, uh, uh, getting to a point where you begin to forget your uh, your obligations, that's the problem. Um, but uh, that's one of the things that people don't understand. And uh, we would understand it better if we simply read the Tanakh, the, the Torah. Uh, and it does make us better people uh, in caring for others. Uh, in the New Testament, it says, you know, why do you say you love God when you can't even love your brother whom you've seen? You know, you haven't even seen God. How can you love him when you don't even love the brother or the person that you do see? So we have to come to understand that the highest priority is to take care of other people. Okay. How do we do that? Uh, we do it through our jobs, through our passions, through so many things. Uh, this is what I do in regards to apologetics and writing is to try to get people to see, hey, there's another way. Mm -hmm. It's a God-ordained thing. It's not a Roman Catholic-ordained thing. And coming to those studies, like I said, will gradually begin to change. There's something in Acts 15 that says, hey, whenever they come in, just have them follow these four particular things uh, because over time, they'll get the majority of the other information. And uh, uh, that's what I would like uh, to see, just people just people finding these little nuggets. And that's part of what I do with people. Uh, I'll say, you know, in, in John chapter eight, it says Jesus was writing in the dust. Okay. And there's a path to follow to understand exactly what it was that he was writing. But if I ask most Christians, you know, what was he writing in the dust? They'll say, no one ever knows. I know. You know, and I've got a reasonable, a very reasonable explanation that gets back to the faith and all these other things, faith and belief. I have a reasonable explanation to offer you evidence. Uh, this guy down in Texas one time says, wow, you show me, you know, and after the, after the, the Sunday night service thing was done, uh, uh, he was right there, boy, he was right there. He wanted to, I guess, punish me or something by making me look like an idiot. But, uh, I went through the, the situation and I said, do you agree with all these points that I brought up? And he says, well, Yeah. 
and then so I turn to another place in the Bible where it says, uh, you know, uh, in Jeremiah, where it says, you know, uh, oh Lord, uh, the bringer of living water and stuff, uh, those who uh, reject you, their names shall be written in the dust. Mm -hmm. I showed the guy and he immediately changed from his arrogant attitude to like, wow, wow. Uh, and it's the same thing happened in Dayton, Ohio, when I talk with this pastor at uh, the Meadowdale Baptist Church, who I don't think exists anymore. Um, uh, the same thing there. Uh, so uh, it, it's stuff like that that I want to be able to bring to people's minds uh, to give them more understanding. And if they if they reflect on their behaviors uh, uh, prior to coming to understand these things, then they have no doubt that they can live in a better way. Mm -hmm. And that's my ultimate goal. Study uh, and uh, begin to find these things, begin to find these principles. And this stuff that you say has been done away with, there's fantastic things. Uh, why don't you look at those things? Um, and it's really a joy of mine when I, when I have confrontation, because that's what this dude was down, down in Texas, mm -hmm. it was confrontational, but I didn't give my word on anything. I asked him about each of these particular points. And then I said, okay, now turn here to this passage in Jeremiah. And he was astounded. Uh, and, and it's stuff like that. Um, Benjamin Zander said, you know, you're touching people when you see the sparkle in their eyes. And I, it was fantastic the way this guy changed from one way to another because that sparkle in his eyes were there. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I am after. And that's just one little thing out of hundreds, uh, perhaps thousands, but I don't know that much. Uh, and, but that's what I would. So your goal is to, to, to explain to people that uh, the first five books of the Bible are the correct pathway to follow, to become more, to become a better person, to become more godlike. Exactly. And if, if people could follow those five books and live a different life, then things on earth would be a lot better. And uh, what's your opinion of afterlife? What happens later? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> no. Uh, I I have this belief that uh, there will be a new earth and that the people who are counted righteous, excuse me, <coughs> the people who are counted righteous uh, will inhabit that earth. So but, what about all the people that are dead right now? Uh, I don't know. I, I cannot say because uh, there's this thought of, uh, you know, I'll tell people about this stuff in Torah. Then they talk about, oh, grandma, she didn't believe any of this stuff. What about grandma? What about grandma? Well, she's going to be judged on what she knew and what it is she did. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem with those people who have died. Go ahead. I was going to say, so what's your opinion of this omnipotent? presence who exists above us, who judges us when we die and says, you screwed up or you were awesome. What, what's your opinion on the person who does that? Or not even a person, the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Yehoshua talked about, uh, it, it is not I who judge you. He was talking to the Pharisees. He said, it is the Torah that judges you. And in essence, what we do is we judge ourselves and we'll come into knowing all truth at a particular point in time. And that's for the vast majority of us after we die. But uh, time ceases to exist for those who are dead uh, in the sense that we who are still living are living it. Uh, they're, they're dead one moment and they could go through two, three thousand, four thousand years 
the time and be unaware of anything. And then all of a sudden at one point with the resurrection and all these other things, uh, they are uh, made aware. So it's after all of this time, there's this big black dark space, but to them, it seems like they die and then they're awake immediately because they have no consciousness of uh, anything here. So we have that um, uh, understanding through scripture uh, that uh, we'll all be made to see and understand the truth of matters. And when we stand against this perfect person, Yehoshua, Jesus, uh, then we will basically condemn ourselves. But it's the people with the contrite heart that uh, God looks to rescue. And when we say, oh, you know, I was so wrong, uh, whether it's in this life or if we get a chance afterwards, Hebrews 9.27 says it's appointed for man to die once, and then after that comes judgment. So I would assume that it's... Um, uh, during this lifetime, uh, just like that Jewish rabbi, he was probably against Jesus for so long, but then at the end he recognized. So um, I I don't know. I can't judge. I can only think about things and say, well, you know, here are these thoughts. Uh, but do you think that there is this thing that judges you when you die? Uh, in regard to being judged, I think we come to a recognition. Is that a word? Uh, we come to you just made it up. <laughs> huh? You just made, you just it, made up. it up. Okay, periphericals <laughs> para, another one of the words uh -huh. that I've made up. Uh, anyway, uh, when we come to see and understand, uh, when we see perfection, then we will come to understand how far fall we've, how far. That we've, we've fallen? fallen short, yeah. Uh, so it will be that. It's not necessarily a God, you know, with this big whip up there cracking and say, you're going to hell. You know, I don't believe about the fire and the brimstone thing because there's so much metaphor. Uh, Gehenna is uh, the trash dump outside of Jerusalem. Hell is not like a, a trash fire. It's not like any of this stuff. But so many people take the hellfire and brimstone thing and, and kind of use that as a cudgel to beat people with. If you don't believe you're going here, well, I kind of question that because that's unjust. That's unrighteous. Okay, so you're saying you think that you die and then you go compare yourself against the perfect thing and then who decides whether or not you go somewhere? I don't know. Uh, Rob Shaul, the Apostle Paul says, I care very little if I'm judged by you or any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. I will wait for uh, the Messiah. I will wait for the Lord. I will wait for Adonai to come. And then when he comes, then he'll judge everything. So for me to say anything, <laughs> this one guy, this Baptist guy in, in Dayton, Ohio again, he goes, are you saved, brother? And then I quoted that passage to him. And I said, look, I don't judge myself. And boy, he got bent out of shape. Uh, <laughs> so for me to say, you know, who's going to make it or how are they going to make it? Uh, I cannot say. But you have a belief. What is your belief? Why yeah. do you do what you do? Because you have some sort of idea that something happens afterwards mm -hmm. and you want to be able to prove your life here, right? Uh, so that's why you do what you do. Prove it through my life lived yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. But, so uh, you think you get judged afterwards, right? Uh, yeah, okay. in, in a sense. Uh, like I said, it's not so much God judging us, but it's the things that we've done that we come to understand yeah. through his perfection sure. that we fall short by. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, uh, those of a contrite heart, it's just like Paul himself, Rav Shaul, uh, he said, oh man, I was just so wrong. Uh, and then he came to see another way of being, another way of understanding. Mm -hmm. So it was that contrite heart. And if you look through the book of Romans, it, he was like, he's saying the good that I know that I should do, I don't do. The bad that I know that I shouldn't do, I do. So he knows and he understands. And uh, that's 
part of what I see in myself also. You should see how I act when I go home and I get on the internet. I'll go out to Fox News and I'll like, oh man, you're an idiot. You're a moron. And I need to get away from stuff like that mm -hmm. because that puts a, a, a bad feeling into somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are probably a hundred other things that I do throughout the day that says, Tim, you need to get a grip. Uh, and, um, and this is the problem with me is I'm antisocial, I guess. Uh, I don't have a lot of people to talk with. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I was so thankful. I don't know why you called me back out here. Because <laughs> I, I want to see how you're doing, man. <laughs> but uh, when I got that, it's like, wow, I get a chance to talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it, just like we're doing now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I just get a chance to talk with somebody. Yeah. This is one of my passions. Psychology is another passion. Uh, philosophy is another passion. Education is another passion. And they all tie together into what we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but the vast majority of people don't care. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll, I'll let them go. And uh, I'll try to tell people in whatever way that I can, uh, you know, this is what I see. Please check it out. And this is what I always say. Prove me wrong. I'm not. I don't have a problem with being proven wrong, but you... That's the problem, though. You can't prove anything with religion. Everybody's just saying uh, my opinion's right and yours is wrong. Yeah. You can't prove any of it. Well, there's and there's reasoning. That's, and that's why there are people in the Middle East that strap bombs to nine-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. They're trying to prove that their religion's right. Yeah. And there are, there are the differences that we see between uh, the monotheistic religions um, that I side with uh, Judaism not with Christianity and not with Islam, uh, for particular reasons. Um, uh, I know of no Jew who wants to kill the Muslims. I know of none. Uh, but <laughs> you speak with more than just a few you know, Muslims and they'll say death to Israel, death to America because they're supporting Israel. So that, that right there is one of the things I look at and I go, okay, you know, I, I look at that. Uh, but that was the same thing that happened in the Middle Ages with Christianity in, in trying to, to, take, to separate the Jews from Torah. That very same thing happened with them. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's really problematic. Well, how do, we, how do we come to understand that we should be following this religion or that religion because of what it is they've done? And, you know, and I understand arguments as to what uh, uh, Israel did way back when in the day of Moses and all those other things. So uh, there are a lot of arguments that can be had. Well, yeah, what about this? What about that? And generally, whenever I come into those things, I'll ask questions rather than tell them anything. Uh, it's just like now, you know, uh, how do you, you, you asked me a few times about, uh, uh, you know, uh, who do you, who judges you? How are you judged or whatever? Uh, I'll take, a, I'll circumvent the question and get around it just to get more information out. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I'll say, well, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and epistemologically speaking, we don't know a whole lot. I know that this, Coke here is pretty tasty. I know that, mm -hmm. but other people would probably throw it, you know, out the window. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, but I still know that it's pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, um, I don't have a belief in it, but if I tell somebody else about it, oh man, this is great. It's a little bit of coffee, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of Coke. Man, you got to try it. And so they, in their mind, go, yeah, I think that I would like that. Uh, it's a um, it's a particular belief, but they can't really uh, pin it down. Um, with experience uh they they but have it's that. tangible it, yeah and that's and nothing that's about thing. religion is tangible it's all a belief well and a lot of it has to do with where you're raised yeah. and who your parents are yeah if you had grown up in tibet do you think that you would believe what you believe uh i don't know 
uh, because I would be curious enough, as I am now, uh, to continually look into things, mm -hmm. uh, not being tangible. W what we have is the religious brought into the tangible with Yehoshua. Uh, and that's the thing. Jesus said, uh, you know, there's no way to God except through me. And that makes a lot of people angry. Well, what he was saying is the life that I've lived is the only way to the Father. Uh, you know, so live this way and uh, you'll be okay. And so if I were in Tibet or whatever, I could only pray, hope and pray. And there's a lot of people over there in, in all of these different regions who uh, have accepted the gospel and accepted Yehoshua. Uh, and it's from China, uh, <laughs> Japan, and you know, all the way back west. Uh, a lot of these people have heard. Um, Rav Shogul, the apostle Paul said, hey, look, whenever somebody who does something that's in the law but they don't have the law, it becomes the law to themselves in, in their own mind and heart. Uh, so that's something else. Well, what about the people who never heard of Jesus? Well, I think they've kind of heard about him in a way, um, but we can get down to specifics. There's there's something called general revelation, which all men have, and then there's special revelation that comes through Yehoshua. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and that's where the uh, tangible comes in at. We have a tangible person living in a specific way that shows us how to live. Uh, and, and that's- It's not tangible though, it's a story. Well, he, yeah, uh, he- This is tangible. Yeah. If, this is real life. Yeah. As far as I know, unless I'm tripping right now. <laughs> I didn't eat any yeah. acid today. But <laughs> if I had, maybe this wouldn't be real. This is real. Yeah. Religion is not. Yeah. And it's not, it, maybe it's real. It's mm -hmm. not tangible. I'm saying every single faction of anything, including the one that you believe, mm -hmm. is a story that may or may not be real. Right. And you choose to believe that it's real. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, so I, I, that, that, I don't understand how you can discount anybody else's belief. Oh, I don't. Do you think Scientology is a possibility? I don't know about Scientology other than Tom Cruise does it. Uh, but uh, see, <laughs> but this is this is what I would do. I would take whatever there is and measure it against Torah mm -hmm. uh, and say, well, this is my foundation for, you know, knowledge and understanding. Uh, and, you know, you got this stuff over here. Well, how does it agree with this? Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like the filter. And it's even more refined with Yehoshua. Uh, so we have these things coordinated. And Scientology, if we look at the history and we look at their uh, their efforts and, you know, how they work, it's like, eh, I don't know about that. I'll steer clear of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they're right, well, okay, I guess I missed out on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but in regards to what I see, that's not the way to go in regard to what I see and mm -hmm. understand. For sure. Uh, and then, and, but that's where it gets into asking questions again, because as soon as I tell you something, um, I uh, will challenge, it will be challenging to you. But if I ask you something, then it, it takes on a totally different uh, 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 character. Uh, so that's what I try to do with people. Well, you say this, but what about this? Uh, and that's what I would do with any of them, uh, any of them, meaning the plethora of world religions. So there's this guy chilling up in the clouds and he decides he's going to tell people that he's responsible for everything. He created everything and everyone that's alive should praise him because he's the best thing that ever happened. He created everything. Why wouldn't that loving person just not tell anybody anything and let people do what they do? Why, why have them praise him? Yeah. He, he does allow them to do whatever they want to do. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. But if, uh, um, if there were no religion, hmm? if there were zero religions mm -hmm. and people were just people, mm -hmm. 
Don't you think there'd be a lot less conflict? Yeah, but there's always a but, or it depends. Uh, we have to have behaviors codified. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't go around killing people. That puts a tarnish on your image. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if there's religion or not. People are going to kill people. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's a difference between murdering and killing. Uh, murdering is the, unta- uh, the unjust taking of life, whereas we kill murderers, uh, and it's a sanctioned thing by the state. Okay. Okay. But that's yeah. So, and that's just a, a difference between the two different terms. Um, getting old, forgetting. Oh, in Isaiah, it says uh, that I create light, I create darkness, I create you know goodness, I create calamity. You know, I am Yahweh. I am the Lord. Uh, so it's like, okay, he's created calamity. He's created all the good things and all the bad things. <laughs> and, and this gets into to deeper thought, but uh, for Romans, it says uh, all things are good uh, for those who uh, are, who believe and are called. Um, we can take an evil situation and say, yes, it's, it's, it's horrible, but I'm going to make something better of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so often through the Holocaust with uh, Victor Frankl and what he's come about with uh, the um, uh, existential uh, psychology, uh, we see so much more. We have a chance to help people even in the worst time, even in the darkest times. And ultimately that's what we're called to do. If if I know that my gruel, my watery soup is here and if I don't take it, then I'm going to die tonight but I'm going to give it to somebody else mm-hmm. so that they can live. And that's the stuff to me that heroes are made of because they know they're going to die. They're not shoved into a situation where they don't have any idea of the outcome. They know they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And yet that is one of the highest callings that we have. Greater love hath no man that he laid down his life for his brother. And it can come down to a bowl of watery soup, but there have been people who have done that. You take this. And I chills right now. Um, that's what uh, we are shown in my beliefs. I don't know so much about other people's beliefs or, or you know, the other religions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they even covered or not because a lot of them are so philosophical and so esoteric. And, you know, there's just any number of things that they could talk about that I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, but I have mine tied up through this history that we see in Torah and the Tanakh all the way up to Yehoshua. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any holes or gaps in it. And But other people will, uh, and they'll question it. Or they don't really question it. They just say something, and then they, they don't want to hear an answer. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I'll let them paddle their own boat to, you know, wherever it is they're going. Uh, and I'm not going to say, hey, stop, 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 you know, <laughs> um, because, I, you know, I, I used to be that way uh, before, and it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, that's why I say I got this book that I've written and people can excoriate me if, you know, they look at the book, uh, but uh, they- And so what, what do you think that people gain from reading the book? Probably some good understanding, some deeper understanding of the, the tie between the Torah and the New Testament or the, what's called the Brit Chadashah. Uh, so it's a, it's a unifying principle that I would like for them to be able to see because so often- we're a New Testament church. Okay, well, immediately I'm thinking, I'm not going there because they're excluding two-thirds of the Bible. That two-thirds of the Bible <laughs> brings up the, that last third, and it's the most miraculous. Or, no, I can't say miraculous. It's one of the greatest things that I've ever seen. Uh, so it, it's it's that sort of a thing. 
I'm not going to go into those congregations. Oh, and, and this is something George Carlin said. He hates people. He or he hated people, and and I can kind of understand that. And uh, but he says, you know, if I get a person that I can talk with them individually, I will love that person, and I will talk with them, and I will help them see and understand. Yeah, he basically so, meant he hated crowds because uh, the group it, mentality. Yeah. yeah, the social stuff, the yeah. the herd mentality, and that's what I try to avoid. Because if I stand up in this New Testament only church and I say, "Excuse me, but no one's going to listen to me." Uh, and and that's okay. That's I don't you know like it, but that's the way it goes. Uh, but if I go into a Sunday school course or a Sunday school class, uh, and they're talking about these really superficial things and watered down version of this, and I cannot tell you how many times I've been there, some total stranger, and they talk about one thing, and then I I add a lot more color to it, and a lot more depth. Uh, they'll say, "Wow." That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why didn't you already know this? You know, you've been to this church for 40 years, uh, but then how long did it? I was 45 when I came into this knowledge. So, um, but um, that's what I'm after uh, with all these people uh, or with my message or with the belief or whatever else. I believe it's a reasonable belief. Um, and the, the, the questions that you bring up are very valid. You know, mm -hmm. how, how can we trust the Bible through so many different translations? There is a science that shows us, you know, you know, boom, 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 all the way back. And uh, um, uh, the higher criticism, redaction criticism, uh, the textual criticism, all of these things combined show us what we have. Uh, so there are ways of coming to understanding. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty trustworthy. So, uh, you know, but trying to get somebody to listen to that, it's really, really extremely boring um, unless your mind is tilted that way. Uh, and people just don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, okay, all right. I really have nothing to say to that. So what if somehow a different religion could prove that they were true? Would you disavow whatever you believe and, and start following the thing that could be proven? I'm, like what if Buddha showed up and was like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Would you be like, oh my God, Buddha's it? Yeah. Would you change? Uh, yeah, I would, but it would have to overcome two things, uh, the Torah and the testimony. <laughs> um, that's uh, So say it did. That Well, I don't know if it could because there's a lot of stuff about being nice, but there's rarely, hardly anything about being good. Uh, and there's a difference. Uh, and uh, being good is not always being nice. And so often we have to be good in a situation where, well, you aren't nice. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, I was good. Uh, so I would have to look at all of these different religions, whatever there might be. We'll take Joseph Smith Jr. for an example. You know, he came and he started preaching this other stuff. And it seems reasonable on the surface. But when you start checking into it, it falters in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what, and this is in relation to Torah and uh, Yehoshua, Jesus, the, the teaching and the testimony, Jesus. Uh, so if they don't line up with those things, then I would have to disregard it. Now, if they did line up with those things, I would have to like doubly check on it to see, you know, how valid is this? Mm -hmm. What has, you know, the entire world missed for 2000 years? You know, how could this be possible? Um, I, I don't know if it would happen, mm -hmm. but, and me being whatever it is that I am, if I'm fallible or if I'm like the truth go-to guy, you know, um, I can't say what I would do in a situation, but if I took that mindset, then I would probably agree with that stuff. Uh, you know, whatever that stuff might be a hypothetical situation. 
Uh, but it would have to line up, like I said, with Torah and with the testimony or Jesus or Yehoshua. So, uh, and those things, and, and then that's where it gets back to the physical person because he's coming back. Uh, we don't know how he's coming back, uh, but we know that he is. In what way will that be fulfilled? Will it be another person in the very same spirit of him? You know, what? Uh, but whatever it is, it's going to align perfectly with Torah. Do you hope that happens in your lifetime? I don't know. Um, because there's... Going Why would you prefer it to happen after you died? Because there's going to be a lot of stuff that everybody has to go through. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't... It says, why do you look toward the day of the Lord? You don't, don't you know that it's going to be dark and fire and blood and everything else? You know, what are you doing saying that I'm looking forward to that day? And I'm not uh, because I don't, I don't want to see all these people die. Uh, that yeah, would be worse if, than actually dying. If that dying. person has all the power in the universe, why couldn't they just show up and poof, you're good. Poof, you're good. Poof, you're good. And just make everybody good. Why couldn't he do that? Because it takes away uh, our uh, free agency. It takes uh -huh. away our own choice yeah, he, to do it. It's his universe. It's like yeah. playing in a sandbox. Yeah. Why couldn't you just make everybody Spider-Man if you wanted to? <laughs> he could. Uh, I, I don't doubt that the, that power is uh, his to uh, exercise. But at the same time, uh, why doesn't America bomb the island of Bahama with all of its nukes? It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think, you know, that he would do something like that. And we each have, we'll each go away with a different understanding of our world, you and me, after mm -hmm. this is done. Uh, and uh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go for the next few days. Yeah, what he said, what he said, what he said. And, uh, and I'm going to take it to say, okay, Tim, you were on here, you were off here. Uh, make yourself better. And that's what I'm looking for. Uh, however you go about in your next few days or whatever, uh, that's going to be what you choose to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to be better because of this time, especially because, you know, the setup and all this stuff, you, um, you've taken the effort to invite me back here to see what's up. I'm just interested to know what you think and what you believe and hear your opinion. Yeah. It well, doesn't matter to me which way you go either way. I just am yeah. interested in hearing what's going on inside that brain. <laughs> it's really foggy. Um, I, there are so many different things and that's one of the reasons I suffer from depression, major depressive disorder, is because there's so many things to talk about and yet mm -hmm. there's nobody to talk with. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, think about going this way, you know, however it is we've been talking, uh, I would have preferred talking about, you know, the job that I left, you know, and, and so many of the stories. Well, that's what I thought that. we were going to talk about, but then you said you quit. And so we yeah. couldn't talk about that. Yeah. And, uh, and, but there are a lot of other thoughts, even with that, you know, and, and I miss it. I truly miss it. Um, being able to help uh, people, uh, in that moment of need. What if you go back and you don't have to lift anybody? Is that an option? Uh, probably. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But, uh, they, for, in order for that to happen, they would have to change quite a few things because I can't, uh, we're a two man team, two person team, and we have to be able to go out to do these things. So, uh, but you know, if that were, <laughs> uh, the Portland supervisor, a guy that I talked about earlier, came down to Salem and talked with my wife and he goes, uh, he said, do you think Tim would come back here? She goes, <laughs> however she said it, it's like, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But she said, no, uh, he wouldn't come back. Mm -hmm. But I think he understood Eddie. Sorry, Eddie. <sighs> uh, 
um, I think he understood mm -hmm. uh, my problems with the company as well as my physical problems. So, mm -hmm. but if it, if it could be made to um, uh, for me to go back out there to do stuff like that, I would. And I've even thought about you know, setting up a nonprofit for uh, uh, cool. helping people. Yeah. yeah, and that's something. But uh, what stops me is, oh, that's like a business, and I'm horrible at business. I don't know any of these things, um, and. I that's what has stopped. You just need me. to connect with the with the business mind. Yeah, I if know. If you're the creative side, you just need a analytical uh, accountant type to do the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I that's something that I need because I've got uh, I've got uh, trying to make my own little video things at the house and podcasting mm -hmm. and green screening and all this other garbage, and then uh, the uh, the uh, voiceover and then the writing. Mm -hmm. I, I do need someone like that, but mm -hmm. I. I haven't an idea where to start. Yeah. You know, I, I would prefer to do things like that than to to spend the time talking about the stuff that we've been talking about for you know however long, mm -hmm. um, because we just skim over to the surface of all of this, and there's just so much more to be said. And I, I'm going to drive back down to the house in Salem. I'm going to say, "Oh man, I should have said this. I should have said that." <laughs> That's and, how it goes every time. Huh? There's only so much time that we sit here and talk, and there's a million things that yeah. we don't ever get to. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, but uh, talk about something like that. If I could do a nonprofit, you know, hey, have you lost somebody recently? Or And it can get all the way down to dogs and cats and stuff because people put their time and effort into their animals. Oh, and yeah, stuff. for sure. And uh, I, as a matter of fact, I've, I've heard guys wail when they had to bring in their dog. And I've yeah. never heard that on any of the jobs that I went on prior to that. Uh, so there's that ability to help people and for them to let off steam or do whatever. And, and my psych thing and my, my general psychology, geriatric psychology, um, so many older people have these pets and stuff. I wish I could help there, but that's because of my, my religious thoughts uh, that drive me toward that. Uh, and it's just a part of who I am. It doesn't have to be a part of anybody else's life. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I'm going to say this, and it, I, it's not bragging on my part, but Kelly, my wife, um, she got a call from these people who their trailer burned up and they mm -hmm. lost their dog. And uh, she said, we can't get anybody out there to you. And then she said, but wait a minute, I know somebody. And then she called me up and she says, can you go out here and do this? And I go, yeah, absolutely. And the woman was distraught uh, when I got there. She didn't want to see me. I, I, the dog was already in a bag, but when I picked the bag up and to put it in our Jeep, hmm. she didn't want to be around. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I put it in the Jeep and I said, you know, this is going. To, this dog is going to my wife. She'll take good care of it and everything else. And for whatever reason, and it does, it's not dependent so much upon me, the guy gave me a hundred dollars mm -hmm. for coming out there. And I didn't, I, I wasn't working. It's not my job or anything else, but it was his way of saying, thank you. Yeah. And I, it's like, no, 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 no. He goes, take it. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Since you put it that way. Okay. Yeah. But for, for them simply to have been thankful, you know, and say, thank you. And then go ahead and go out into the office and take care of matters. That would have been perfectly fine with me. Mm -hmm. and, but that's what I'm after is to go just a little bit above and beyond what other people would do. No, 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 that's too far out. Oh, it's 150 miles. Give it to me. I like driving, you know? And so, um, that's what I like doing. And that's what I see in my religion. And the Mormons are fantastic people. They are, they got their stuff together. Um, and, um, 
I, I look at them and I admire them for everything that they have got. And the, the Jewish uh, handmaker system and all, all these other things that they do, you know, they're, they're fantastic. And, and I just sit back and I go, ah, okay, cool. You know, there are some people who are striving to do what's right and good. So, yeah. I, but I can't say, you know, one thing or another about, you know, any of the groups. Well, yeah, I think that's a good direction for you. If you can uh, hook up with the right person, I think that would be a, a cool endeavor. Yeah, well, I'll have to I'll have to write to you again to, to get more information on that. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm totally clueless about that stuff. And and each time I went ahead and started, uh, you've got shark fin. I went ahead and uh, did my and, and and this is because of you talk with me and and I went out to the to the state and did my hundred dollars and now I got Hachamor uh, Enterprises LLC. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, it's really easy to set up. Oh yeah, I had no idea until I did it. Yeah, yeah. it's easy. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. Now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to go talk with people. I just like, yeah. damn, I've got a problem with that. So, uh, well, you do great here. So, yeah, it, it's easy here. Um, uh, I, like I said, my only, my biggest concern was, what is he going to talk about? What does he want to talk about? Um, so everybody always says, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. You know, always find something. Yeah. And I remember the first time you said, don't, don't worry about anything. Don't, don't come with an agenda or anything. We'll just talk. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's what it was. But uh, with that job, I think that's the, the absolute best job I've ever had. Uh, and uh, there are some things that I think everyone should do and it, get at least a bachelor's degree in psychology so they'll understand how everybody is so screwed up mm -hmm. and then uh, do that job like a, a mortuary transport driver because you really get to see life in both of those aspects. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, something to touch people with. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's a good spot. I appreciate you coming up again. It's okay. good seeing you. Good talking with you. All right. Thank uh, you. We'll put... We'll put the uh, link to the uh, to your book on Amazon in the the profile and everything. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Thank you.